how about someone is watching you closely here by someone i mean maybe a device like a camera with human like eyes well be ready as this will soon become a norm in every industry this is priya dialani your host and senior editor with analytics inside a very warm welcome to everyone on a podcast well to add to what i said before did you know amazon is about to take employee monitoring to a whole another level of dystopian surveillance the retail giant will ask delivery drivers in the us to sign a biometric consent form or lose your jobs but we are about to see the rise of new high tech systems that take surveillance to a new level of awareness and sophistication artificial intelligence driven solutions and all the related technologies has the potential to completely change the workplace as we know it well there isn't much you can do to stop ai surveillance encroachment on your life but you can surely equip yourself with better understanding and more appropriate skills and behaviors well wondering how we can do that probal lala ceo of fluent.ai a voice recognition solution company that leverages artificial intelligence to power its product will definitely guide you through it hi probal how are you doing i'm doing fine priya thank you very much for having me great it's a pleasure to have you with us today uh, kindly you know uh, help us probal understand about the company its specialization and the services it offers uh, uh, certainly uh, so we are a venture backed company uh, in the ai space and we're providing voice recognition on the edge of the network we were founded in 2016 and our customers are primarily original equipment manufacturers and we focus in on three segments uh, home automation wearable technology and factory automation and how we're different from other players is beyond being embedded and highly robust we're completely language agnostic Okay, great. So, um, moving on to next question, uh, Probal. I think it was quite uh, insightful of what the company does. So, uh, can you tell us um, uh, about the mission, how the company was set up, or you know, of course, about your journey as well since the inception of the company? Absolutely. So, the uh, mission of the company is really ensuring that everyone can be understood by their technology. and it has a, actually a very interesting founding story in that the the um, r&d or or core technology associated with the company came out of the university of leuven in belgium and they were working on speech impediments how do you turn um i'll say a grunt into something intelligible and so while traditional speech recognition technology goes from speech to text text to natural language processing uh and and then to intent we go directly uh from speech to intent and we we absolutely bypass the speech to text element and that allows us to be very very small in terms of what we do and and be embedded as a result be highly robust and as i mentioned earlier we become totally language and accent agnostic um with respect to my journey <laughs> with the company i actually started with the company as an investor in uh, 2017 and i joined the board um and as the, the the company sort of evolved through its various journey the uh, cto and founder and the board asked me in 2019 to drum, jump in as a ceo my my background really is in growth and and scaling companies and so what my contribution has been in terms of jumping in is taking us from sort of a startup to a scale up 
Aha, sounds quite interesting, Prabal. And um, I think a lot has been added to the company with your um, presence, of course. Um, you know, when we're talking about um, technology and particularly in terms of surveillance, it has always been controversial, not least for being out of sync with the basic values and tenets underpinning free and democratic societies. Indeed, the idea of using AI uh, to do previously human tasks is already quite polarizing for many of us already. And the notion of also using it for surveillance adds to an element of the creepiness that we have been talking about. So um, can you tell us, um, you know, how uh, about the growing need of data security at workplaces? Oh, absolutely. So um, if you take a look at uh, technologies such as IoT devices that are always on and as a result they're always listening or watching, uh, there really is a new opportunity uh, for, for, for hackers in terms of how, uh, I'll, I'll say, not, not very good purposes. Uh, there's a, an interesting example in 2017 uh, of a fish tank, and uh, this fish tank had uh, an IoT monitoring device to look at uh, the cleanliness of the tank, uh, was there enough food, what was the oxygen level in the water, but this IoT uh, monitoring system was actually connected to, um, it was actually a casino, and the casino's LAN. Well, hackers used this, uh, this IoT device to actually break in not just to the, the fish tank, but to actually tunnel into the financial systems of the casino and download a, a fair amount of data. So with uh, greater monitoring capabilities in AI comes a, a greater need for, for security and protection and uh, either be used to help or, or hurt uh, systems in, in that sense. And I guess traditionally, um, you, the traditional uses from, from a security perspective still come into play where um, you can either lock the door, and in the instance of uh, online uh, surveillance, it means uh, going offline, or you can protect your valuables in terms of having a safe or something similar to that, so that, that would password protecting or encrypting systems. So, again, uh, with, like any new tool, the, the, there are new positive uses and, and negative uses, and, and uh, companies have to be aware of that. Definitely agree with you. And first of all, thank you for giving us such a nice explanation with reference to the example that you quoted. And yes, everything has its pros and cons. It's just probably we need to find a balance of where we can mitigate the negatives and focus on the positives, definitely. Um, so uh, even before the pandemic, uh, businesses were already deploying AI to manage their workforces, and many employees were using it to gauge uh, potentials, uh, potential uh, employers, um, uh, their performance, or predicting their talents, well, thanks to the booming field of people analytics. Now, do you think that COVID-19 had a major role uh, in the surveillance issues, uh, especially when working remotely is the new normal? Um. I would say yes. Uh, so um, if you look at, I guess, prior to the pandemic, people, uh, when they go into the office, your supervisor can see what you're doing and you can have uh, different interactions. Um, as people moved into sort of the teleworker realm, a lot of companies still had this need to drive or monitor their employees 
and understand that there still was productivity going on. And that meant uh, an increase in the deployment of monitoring technology with, uh, and the type of things that are being monitored are people's emails, how many emails are being sent, uh, uh, chat capabilities in terms of what they're doing on Slack, are they spending time on social media, um, their, their calls, their usage. In fact, Zoom, I believe, used to have a feature that I believe was removed um, that would, uh, for, for the paid version of Zoom, if I recall correctly how it worked, is it would actually monitor and report back to, to the host of a, a meeting if uh, a user had spent more than 30 seconds away from the Zoom app itself. And so um, when you are actually at the workplace, your employer does have a right to, to a certain level of productivity and ability to monitor. When they do that in your home, there is a zone in terms of where, where is it uh, about monitoring productivity and where is it impacting um, a, an employee's uh, privacy. Uh, and uh, companies need to actually be very sensitive to the fact that uh, when monitoring employees at home, they, they may be heading into an area where uh, privacy regulations are being violated, uh, depending on the jurisdiction that, that people are operating in. Couldn't agree more with uh, you, Prabal. Um, I guess um, there's so many things that are coming up right now. And just like we already previously that I mentioned that, uh, yes, there are negatives as well. So um, the AI boost in workplace surveillance uh, could have just as many negatives as the positive ones. For example, an employee who knows they are being watched maybe would might be less comfortable working and over time this can hurt the morale and increase employee turnover costing employees more money in recruiting and training and of course retaining so how do you think that ai can address these privacy concerns and enter the surveillance of workplaces um so it's a, a very interesting thing um privacy i guess is uh, having the power to protect oneself or one's information in order to limit, I guess, others' influence over our, our own behavior. And uh, in particular, as you're talking about AI, um, our privacy hinges on our ability to control uh, our data, how it's being stored, how it's being modified, who's, who's, uh, who's actually viewing it, and how it's being used. Um, and I, I guess uh, I take a look at, again, the fact that uh, companies now with real-time ability to, to look at all sorts of data can not only just monitor an employee's behavior, but they can profile employees. And it can directly affect our lives without our consent. Um, and to this end, I guess uh, the... Companies have a right to, 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 to survey and provide both, I guess, uh, uh, productivity benefits, but also safety benefits to, to employees by, by monitoring these sort of things. But they also have an obligation to protect uh, um, and, and uh, the, the, the employees' privacy rights and, and uh, where and how the information is used. And this is, I will say, the way to protect against it is uh, ensuring uh, both that the tech that they deploy is private by design. So, so there, there's consideration taken into account that allow 
users to know what information is being collected and to turn on and off that right type of information and that it is not an afterthought that the technology is created from that perspective. And so companies have an obligation in choosing their monitoring technology to, to make sure it's private by design. But also from their own policy perspective, they have an obligation to ensure um, only uh, let the employees know what the, the data will be used for and who will have access but also ensure what it won't be used for. When you are looking at monitoring technology that uh, can uh, monitor not just our activities, but uh, also certain behaviors and profiling, this sort of information can perhaps, say, be provided to an insurance company. It's not necessarily something that an employee has signed up for. So, so there is, I guess, more of an obligation uh, with this, this new type of technology to ensure policies are in place that uh, that better regulate. Again, like any tool, it can be used for good or bad, and it, it's up to us from a societal perspective to, to, to guide the rules by which these, these technologies are applied. Well, yes, I think uh, we need certain regulations and standards uh, that can um, govern the security and privacy aspects of such tools so that um, our personal information or um, our personal data is valuable and it's significantly stored. Um, now, talking about these technologies, I think uh, cameras are also a vital tool uh, for loss prevention, especially in retail environments. So customers and employees uh, alike may be responsible for theft, but well-placed security cameras can mitigate this threat as well. So especially if those cameras are smart and imbued with the right technology to perform the job better. Now, considering that the U.S. Um, retailers lose more than $60 billion a year to theft, this is a pressing concern for sure. Having said that, uh, what, how do you think of Fluent AI as a company is innovative and are there any key partnerships and involvement done to drive the innovation? Certainly. So, um, uh, what I would say is if you take a look at the surveillance, and so we, we are in the voice, voice recognition space, and voice recognition can be done in a multitude of, of ways. Uh, you can, so what we do is allow people to be understood by their technology, but we don't necessarily identify you as an individual. And certainly we don't provide that information um, on, online so that people can actually say, oh, this is uh, uh, Priya chatting or if this is Probal chatting. However, our, your device may individually recognize you. So it, it, by, by in embedding uh, capabilities, we, we limit the ability to identify but uh, also increase the ability of utilization. Um, so from, an, I guess, a, a partnership and innovation perspective, we, we have been working with a number of OEMs to help, uh, I will say, uh, uh, improve the, their products for, for, for customer use. But by, again, providing an embedded solution where data is not then uh, collected on the web, it limits the ability to, to do that, that surveillance and uh, and. Uh, uh, invade people's privacy, so to speak. But talking generically, I guess, in, in terms of your comment uh, about uh, cameras being used to prevent retail theft, and the, every business has a right to, to, to protect itself. 
And certainly there are millions of cameras out there and the ability for uh, an AI system to, again, process every frame and do real-time analysis uh, and surveillance is really tracking the movement of people. It, it can be used for good in terms of uh, tracking a thief uh, or protecting people uh, from, from a, a safety uh, perspective. But again, it can also be used in, in a negative circumstance with respect to profiling an employee and, and whatnot. And again, I get back to, to my answer to, to, to the previous question, where um, setting the right policies is how this technology is used and also uh, making sure that the technology that is chosen, that, that is private by design, uh, actually enables uh, the goodness of, of this new technology and, and removing some of the, the gray zone or, or bad aspects. Absolutely. I think uh, since the time we have started this podcast, we're talking about the uh, AI-backed surveillance. So I think most of the listeners would, would find this something as a science fiction. So just how close are we uh, to achieving to full workplace permutation is still a question. Now, again, here, uh, I would say there are two factors to consider, the state of technology and the state of corporate adoption. So when you're talking about such technologies, for example, uh, the voice recognition or artificial intelligence, how do you think these technologies are impacting today's surveillance issues and um, do you think the role of leader has also changed over the years? Uh, absolutely. So um, the the adoption of AI, it, it, uh, I, I would say it's interesting. Um, people may think it, it, it appears like science fiction, but uh, it has become science fact in, in many degrees. Uh, some of our, our OEM customers we talked to uh, have indicated that they want their, their, their systems to be better than human. And um, when you take a look at the deployment, uh, just I'll start with the home example where you have uh, smart speaker. A lot of the, the, the technology that enables people to turn on uh, the, the light, dim the light, uh, get a recipe, can also be used to collect uh, information about people's behaviors in terms of what time they go to bed, <laughs> what, what is the, their preference in terms of movies, etc. And, and all of this data from a consumer perspective. Similarly, when you are taking a look at... Uh, at smart buildings in in uh, in an enterprise, it's not just surveillance technology, but it's technology that's used for 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 uh, green friendly buildings in terms of uh, temperature, etc. But the the monitors uh, that that are being put in place and the sensors can again be used to collect data about uh, not just masses but but individuals. Technology is here today, um, and the adoption is rapid. Uh, businesses uh, look at new technologies such as AI as a, a means of uh, productivity improvement, cost savings, and, and it's almost a requirement to, to stay competitive, to, to, to adopt the latest technology. Um, and in that stage, the, the role of a leader has, has actually changed over time. It, it, it used to be a leader was more a manager uh, in, in terms of directing people on what to do and how to do it. Nowadays, I'll say a leader has become more um, a mentor for an organization 
and, and needs to provide guiding principles on how a business should be run. And again, this goes towards the policies associated with, with businesses. If it's adopting technologies that, that have more real-time access to people and much more personalized biometric type information, certain principles have to be put in place in terms of what technology is chosen and, and what information is collected or isn't collected and how it's used. Definitely. I think, um, you know, again, we are we are uh, trying to find a midway solution of how uh, we can have the ethical uh, usage of um, AI-backed surveillance systems or even for that matter, voice recognition systems where uh, we are not um, uh, implementing the technology that is against the ethics and morals of a society, but eventually also making sure that uh, we have effective implementation of these technologies as well, because um, uh, that's how the future is going to be. Now, as for the adoption side, uh, I think things are very complicated, like uh, some of the technological solutions are free, um, others are cost prohibitive, uh, especially for small business owners. Now, some uh, business owners don't want to invest in AI surveillance because they don't see the benefits or else they are worried that incorporating AI surveillance might do some harm than the good. And those fears aren't entirely unfounded. So having said that, like this is one probably challenge or uh, one negative aspect that we have been talking about. Um, I would also like to know, like, are there any challenges that Fluent AI has faced till now and how have you overcome those? Um, certainly. Um, so again, our, our product really is not focused in on, on the surveillance side. It really is about uh, uh, voice recognition. Um, and so the 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 challenge for us uh, hasn't actually been about adoption uh, and and the the concern around adoption. It it really has been more about over demand. <laughs> we 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 uh, by by being able to provide uh, an embedded solution. Um, we have been inundated by requests from large organizations to put uh, our technology in because it is so innovative. However, being a smaller organization, uh, the challenge actually has been for us uh, in, in terms of remain, uh, remaining focused on where, where we have what I'll call our right to win. Uh, uh, we cannot necessarily compete with the, the, the large online AI providers that have billions of dollars of resources. So we need to focus in on those areas where we provide a competitive advantage to our larger customers uh, that, that these, lar uh, these, these other online providers can't. And that goes back to what, what I'd stated earlier in terms of being able to be uh, a, a voice solution that's in uh, completely offline and private and secure, uh, highly robust, and then language agnostic. Um, with respect to the challenges, I would say, um, it, it, when when we talk about businesses, etc., I'll, I'll say it's more an opportunity than a challenge. And when I talk about language ag agnosticity, um, sitting here in, in in North America right now. Uh, when you look at voice recognition tech today, it works at greater than 90% availability if you're speaking with a North American accent. Uh, however, uh, with the, the diaspora of uh, different ethnicities in North America rapidly increasing, uh, and uh, our, our world is really a mosaic more than a melting pot of individuals, 
Uh, we do have a lot of non-native accents. They, uh, they perform at 90% level when you're talking about a North American accent. But if you're talking about uh, an Indian accent, an Asian accent, or frankly, even in Canada, a, um, a French-Canadian accent, the, the accuracy of the technology drops sometimes below 60%. And uh, the interesting challenge that we overcome is because we are uh, accent and uh, language agnostic, we actually provide an opportunity to provide solutions that, that are much more reliable and, and uh, to, to that end also much more secure because of its embedded. And the challenge really is getting that message across and delivering it in a fashion that we can still under-promise and over-deliver and, and deliver on, on, on that promise ourselves. Well, um, to be honest, I'm glad that um, your customers and their organizations out there who are uh, liking your product and they really want to go on board with it. So good luck for that, Prabal, uh, in the future as well and for the current existing scenario as well. Now, uh, this brings me to my last question, and that would be, what are your views or on the future trends of voice recognition solutions or probably the integration of surveillance at workplaces? Um, so it's interesting. Again, it's a common theme in in our conversation today, and and how you you did the preamble to to this podcast. Um, it's not just AI technology, but if you take a look at five G in terms of uh, um, telecommunications networks, you look at very small IoT devices that that are proliferating. There are more devices uh, out in the world than there are people. <laughs> and in fact, if you look at uh, uh, IP addresses from, from, from an internet perspective, we've got, had to go from IP version 4 to IP version 6 just to keep up with the number of devices that are out there. That it, it, tied with sort of increasing in uh, compute power is driving a dramatic technological change in terms of how we are being tracked from a location perspective, how um, devices are now always listening, always looking at, at, at us. Um, and AI, when you, you, you tie that in, allows a multimodal approach to take all of these pieces of data to, to look at us in, in different ways. So it isn't just about tracking our faces or tracking our sounds or tracking our activity. Uh, in, in terms of surveillance and monitoring. But now there's so much more information about our personal spending habits or, or our, our medical information or, frankly, just, again, our behavior that we can be profiled. So the nature of surveillance now has changed where it is uh, not um, done in an interrupt basis. It, it is done real-time. It is continuous. And it, it gets to uh, a much more personal nature of, of what we're doing from, from a trend perspective. And to that end, um, you can't stop the progress of technology. This, this is, this is it, 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 uh, we are actually heading into a world that I think it, it, it's a given that we will always be connected and we will, what we do will always be monitored. It is just... Uh, the approach that we take as a society and as companies need to take a very strong stance on policies. And, and you made mention earlier about ethical AI policies that, that really start addressing these issues. And uh, it goes back to, again, 
uh, a comment I made earlier. And it, we as a society choose to use that tool that, that makes all the difference. So if we look at the privacy regulations and make sure we take care, uh, are, are focused on not just uh, productivity gains and safety, but also protection of individual privacy and rights, and balance that in the development of our technology and the application of that technology, I think the, the, the trends bode well for us as a society in terms of both uh, improvement of our quality of life, but also uh, having satisfaction and, and I guess uh, a, uh, a trust that, 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 that the world is, is, is going to be in a good place, not a bad place. So we'll, hopefully we, we head towards a, a utopian world of where our technology helps us versus a dystopian world where, where Big Brother is watching us. That was quite insightful, Prabal. Thank you for giving us such amazing insights on the future trends. And yes, we need some strong and grounded policies in terms of the ethical use of uh, AI and other technologies as well. Because as and more, uh, we are growing and innovating. New technologies are coming into place and are going to penetrate our lives in each and every aspect forever. So yeah, we definitely we need to work on those regulations and policies as well, so that uh, individuals or humans on a on a whole are, are not harmed in terms of security and privacy. And yet, even in free and democratic societies, we have already given away so much personal data in a digital age that the concept of privacy has been greatly devalued and diluted. Occasionally, we did so in the hope of being safer or healthier, but mostly in order to consume more relevant ads, watching more interesting movies, show from the executive club lounge and snoop on people we dated in high school yes we apparently are capable of being creepy too so stay ahead of the curve if you don't want to be caught blindsided by these new tech products well thank you so much probal it was a pleasure having you with us on our podcast and i'm sure our listeners are going to like this podcast so uh, wishing you um, um, all the success and uh, best wishes in term for fluent ai and um, uh, stay healthy and stay safe <laughs>